0: Log Talk Radio. Hello.
1: Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL podcast. My name is Hakun Wang. I'm the editor in chief of Football Garbage Time, and with me, as always, is my co-host Trevor Stores. Hey, Trevor, how are you doing?
0: Hakun, man, I'm good. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, <laughs> right. I can.
1: Nothing like an early Saturday morning um, uh, technical snafu, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. a good way to get up in the morning. Yes, uh, it is. Can you can you tell I didn't have my coffee yet this morning, so things are we running about half time. Well, that's not, between the two of us, we're operating at like one quarter speed here. So, hey, everybody listening, you're lucky that we even made it on two minutes late. If that's yeah. the way I see it, you
0: know? <laughs>
1: we're already ahead of the curve. That's the way I see it, man. Uh, dude, I got to tell you, uh, last night um, was a movie uh, was launched that I was really excited about. And um, it's Wakanda Forever because I think you know that I'm a big uh, Marvel cinematic universe geek and it turned out that uh, a friend of mine who is uh, also my real estate agent did something super cool for everybody he knows he actually rented out a theater um, and for everybody to go watch it on opening night just for free, just for fun, just just for friends and 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 people that he were, did work with, and he did it in Chicago, and I'm not in Chicago, dude. I'm in Chicago, oh, so that, oh, I was like, so, come on, man. <laughs> that's so foul, bro. I'm like, oh, so you just rubbing it in my face now, man? I just, that's not yeah, cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not yeah. down to that. So anyway, I'm pretty upset about that. I now I gotta go do go watch it myself. But, hey, I, are you a, are you a Marvel guy at all? I can you know, I know that we've yeah, talked about it a couple really. times. All right, all right. Really. Well, I, I actually love, but I have to say this, though. I've always been a fan of Black Panther and Chadwick Boseman, uh, Boseman who's been fantastic. If you ever haven't seen 21 Bridges, you should check that out. Uh, it was a, I saw it recently, and it was really good. Is there something you're looking forward to, other than the fact that you're looking forward to football and the Commanders finally getting a franchise quarterback at some point in the history? Uh, <laughs> are you looking forward to anything else coming up in the near uh, future?
0: Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm looking forward to the holidays. I love Thanksgiving and oh. Christmas. I really do. Uh, I like to time with family and friends and stuff and just relaxing and reminiscing and stuff. So I'm looking forward to the holidays.
1: Dude, now you made me look like a complete jerk. You're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking forward to a movie. You're looking forward to seeing friends and family over the holidays. You're yeah. like, wow. <laughs> Fine,
0: bro. You're not a jerk. You're good. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, I know, I know. I just, I'm just giving you a hard time because you just, you totally had the right answer, and, and I had the most self-centered answer ever. I might as well be like, yeah, man. Uh, friends and family. Screw that. I don't. know I'm gonna go see a movie. Um, but anyway, uh, we got plenty to talk about. This week, we are going to be talking about the trades that went down at uh, trade deadline, and after one week, how do they look now? And then we're going to preview some games. In week ten, we're going to talk about Frank Wright's firing, and surprisingly, Jeff Saturday's hiring. And we'll talk about some outlooks and predictions for Green Bay and Tampa Bay, who are maybe going in the wrong direction. Some last minute fantasy football advice. Wow, we got so much to talk about today. Uh, I think it's about time we just go ahead and get this thing rolling. So let's start with Frank Reich, because, of course, this happened um, just after week nine, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this yet. But Frank Reich, he's been fired, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, who lasted more than four seasons, featured a 40-33-1 regular season record, only one playoff win. He was supposed to bring a Super Bowl-winning philosophy to an offense led by Andrew Luck, but guess what? He only had one season because (laughs) Luck then abruptly retired in 2019, and he's been stuck with the likes of Jacoby Brissett, no offense to Washington, but Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan and now Sam Ellinger. And uh, although he was in the midst of a three-game losing streak and just got totally beat down by the Patriots 26-3, um, just a week ago, G- Colt's owner, Jim Merce, said, "I support him. He's safe." Uh, clearly that was a lie because uh, he's gone. So I'm going to talk about Just Saturday, and we're going to talk about Just Saturday in a second, because that's a whole other story. but let's talk about Frank Wright first. What do you think about this firing of Frank Wright uh, by the Indianapolis Colts?
0: I mean, it's deserving um mm-hmm. you just look at the season the past season and the way the season ended last year um it just didn't work out he thought he yep. had the quarterback carson wins didn't work out so he figured he can go get matt ryan that hasn't worked out but the line hasn't been <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah offensive line is the same way um they have quentin nelson probably the best guard in football at least he was till this year and then ryan kelly a great center but they're just not clicking right. it's working Jonathan Taylor hasn't been producing he's battling an angle yeah he's yes. playing and he's not he's playing and he's not so yeah. I mean you can't I mean it comes down to the to the head coach and you have to let him go so there it yeah. is
1: well yeah I agree with that I mean he did have a pretty good season I'm not sorry season pretty good run there uh, over four seasons but not enough to actually uh keep him there and obviously I think the, it was questionable the move to Sam Ellinger from Matt Ryan. I'm not exactly sure what they got out of that. <laughs> and and I've, I've watched it and I just, I don't see him as being the long-term solution. I know Matt Ryan wasn't the long-term solution, but I didn't see any real improvement. Switching to Sam Ellinger, but let's talk about the other side of this, Jeff Saturday, because uh, obviously he played for the Colts for over a decade. He has no college or NFL coaching experience. Uh, At the time of the hire on Saturday, he was an ESPN analyst and a Georgia high school coach. He actually even said at the press conference that shocked would be an understatement that he got the position. Um, Strangely, (laughs) Colts owner Jim Ursay commented on that same press conference that uh, he's glad that Saturday doesn't have any NFL experience. He's glad he hasn't learned the fear that's in this league, because it's tough for all our coaches. They're afraid. They're going to analytics, and it gets difficult. Uh, so he's reveling in the fact that Saturday has no experience, which is questionable and makes me wonder why um, we didn't get hired, uh, Trev, because we also <laughs> don't have coaching experience. I seems that we might be as qualified then, according to Jim Merce, to coach the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting, he also mentioned that uh, there wasn't any other options. Um, <laughs> No other candidates, he said. No other candidates available. Although we Ooh. have Gus Bradley as the defensive coordinator, obviously formerly an NFL coach, head coach, and John Fox, who's also an assistant, also formerly an NFL head coach, uh, seemed odd that he thought he had no other candidates. So what are your thoughts here about Jeff Saturday being hired as the interim head coach for the Indianapolis Colts?
0: I mean, I like it. I mean, it is what it is. He was, he's been a Colts juggernaut since the beginning of his career. He's in the Hall of Fame probably with them. He's got a Super Bowl appearance with them. And right. he, was just, you know, he knows, like you say, he knows, he knows the locker room. He knows football players. He knows how to lead men. He knows what it takes to be a coach just in that. Um, I think if they had somebody to appoint in the Hickok position, they would have done it. We don't yeah. know if he's actually asked anybody or not. He might have asked Gus Bradley, and Gus said, no, I don't want to do it. My right. asked John Fox and John Fox said, heck no, I definitely don't want to do it. <laughs> I you don't want know, this. on my resume. <laughs> and maybe he did put it in the air. I mean, the Colts aren't going to do anything special. It's not like they have, like, a, a chance to do anything great in the postseason. So I think this is just to, to get them through the season, see right. uh, what they have as a team and evaluate and then go from there. I don't think it's a long-term thing either. But like I said, J- uh, Jeff Saturday is very heavily involved in the organization. I mean, he's right. one quality coach to, to call plays. So I'm pretty sure if he if he appointed that guy to call plays, then there probably isn't anybody else outside of Gus Bradley and John Fox who could handle his coaching abilities. So
1: at least right.
0: Jeff's game, he's been in the postseason. He's been around it for a while. So, I mean, it is what it is. Eight games left. I think it's cool. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, and I think that's part of it. I think it's basically like this is a throwaway season for Ursay and he knows it, and he says, you know what, let's just shake it up. And see what happens. I mean, he might have overstated a little bit <laughs> on the hire, yeah. Um, yeah. he was very lucky. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm positive that Jeff Saturday is absolutely um, excited and just decide himself that he has a chance to coach his Indianapolis Colts that he's been associated with for so long. Um, so, you yeah, know, and moving from uh, you know, I'm not not you're not saying anything about his high school that he coached at, but that's a pretty big move up <laughs> from <Yeah. laughs> uh, high school coaching to the Definitely. NFL. So, um let's not make it sound like they managed to, you know, pull in some mastermind here, you know. Right. Uh let's but I do like the move too. I I think it's time to shake it up. Uh, I think that's what they are that he was trying to do. I think that's what Frank Wright was trying to do with Sam Allinger, although that did not work, I think. Um and let's uh, we'll see what happens going forward.
0: It'll be fun I to kind of watch to that. Shoot, I would go back to Matt Ryan. You paid all this money to go get him. Yeah. I mean yeah, he's he's not performing, but it's Matt Ryan. He deserves at least if this is going to be his last career or whatever, last time going to start, he deserves that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: And, and and I think that they said, and it's funny because when Erce and when Reich said, okay, we're behind Sam Ellinger, they said he has the it factor or whatever the hell that is. And yeah. uh, if the it factor is losing games and not completing passes, then yes, he has that.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> but I don't know what else they think he has.
0: <laughs> no, me neither.
1: All right. Well, that's that's enough on Jim Ursay and what's going on over there. Any the numbers, of Colts? Let's move on. And this is a, a nice segue, I think, because let's talk about the games that we're most looking forward to in Week Ten. I can tell you right now that one of them is Colts at Raiders. But let me let you start first. What, what games are you looking for most? Looking forward most to in Week Ten?
0: Honestly, start off Commanders Eagles. I just yeah, think yeah. That we're a different team than we were in Week Three when we faced them already. Um, I think this is probably the the best defense Philly has faced in the most in past recent games. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I'm also looking forward to Packers and um, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't know. Aaron Rodgers has the Cowboys numbered. I know he hasn't been performing. He has no weapons but I just feel like for some reason he's he's gonna find find that switch and turn it on and, and upset and shock the world, beat Dallas. And then I'm also excited to see um the Seahawks and Buccaneers, oh yeah, in, in Germany, um, yeah, Brady pulled out a win. He looked like vintage Tom Brady last week, pulled out a win in 35 seconds. I think that's all the Buccaneers need was just another win to get them back on track because they still have a very good team. They just haven't been gelling so far. And Gino is is shutting down all the headlines. Possible MVP talk. He's better than Russell Wilson. He's leading his team. Kenneth yep. Walker is is great at running back. They He, have two, he is so. legit. Access, Absolutely. Yeah. Kobe Bryant and uh Tariq Woolin in the in the secondary. So that's gonna be interesting to see if they can shut down Tom Brady or if Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Uh so those are my three games I'm looking forward to in week ten.
1: Yeah, let me just just touch on that because the Commanders and Eagles were one that I actually am looking forward to as well. Because obviously I think that – and listen, I don't want to take anything away from the Eagles. They are undefeated. But I do think that they are not the unstoppable juggernaut that everyone thinks they are. Um, I think there are some some possibility there. They showed it uh, last week. They were very much – um, in the, they, they were very much put on the ropes by the Houston Texans, the one win oh, yeah. Houston Texans, you know? And they did it behind the legs of Damian Pierce, who ran for over 130, um, 130 yards, and they knew it was going to happen, right? They knew exactly. this was going to happen. They saw it, and they just kept giving the ball, and he kept doing it. So, I mean, there is some possibility here that, you know, if the, um, if the commanders can do a little play action. I mean, you know, you got some great playmakers there, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel now. We saw some amazing plays last week. And Taylor Heineke, you know, he's not going to set the world on fire, but he definitely has that, you know, win it mentality, and he can run as well. Uh-huh. Um, I think you can get something going here. I mean, it's definitely something that, that can be – and then, you know, on the other side of the ball, like you said, I mean, the defense is actually stepped up pretty dramatically for Washington. Montez Sweat, 38 pressures this season, um, pretty much on top of the leaderboard for by, by uh, pro football focus. So there's, you know, there is some, there's some possibility here. They could shut down what the Eagles are doing. And uh, the Eagles, when they get shut down, they go crazy. They start um, dropping, batting, passing the ball, and that doesn't always work for them. So, yeah, I think that's a good call. I, I'm interested to see that too. Two other ones that I'm looking forward to are the Vikings at the Bills. I think that's going to be a yeah. big one, assuming Josh Allen plays. I mean, it's a 7-1 and one Vikings. I also think the Vikings aren't as good as everyone thinks they are. We should have, we should
0: have um, lost last week. Bro. We should have beat them.
1: Yeah, absolutely should have beat them. Oh. Absolutely should have beat them. That was that was actually a painful, painful game
0: yes. to watch.
1: Um, because obviously, I want others in NFC North to lose. You want the Commanders to win, and yeah. <laughs> we both didn't get what we wanted there. No. So that was tough. That was really tough. And and I credit uh, I do credit the Vikings a little bit for getting it going, but also the you know the the ill fated pick. Um, that, that really kind of set things in another direction. I mean, without that, the Vikings could have not made that comeback at the end. So uh, that's yeah. a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, but a learning but a learning curve thing, you know? I mean, I didn't think that was like execution problem. It was just one bad play. Um, yeah. But the Bills and the Vikings, the Bills have been exposed. I mean, they yeah. they, they got beat, right, by the yeah. New York Jets, and they got beat because they played a really solid defense. I don't think the Vikings' defense is that bad. I think they're actually quite good. And I think that if Josh Allen is not 100 percent, this could be a showdown yeah, I mean, here.: All
0: you can see is the so, area here: line, dark So that's something
1: I've got to keep an eye on. The other thing I've got to keep an eye on is the Jaguars are Chiefs. I think that the Jaguars Ooh. are better than people think they are. I think committing to Travis E.T.N has really changed things, and Tra- Trevor Lawrence is starting to find Christian Kirk uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, I, I just think that the Chiefs don't look that great either. Did you know Did you realize that the chiefs three the, the three games that the Chiefs lost? are against teams that have defenses that blitz less than 20% of the time. I think what? they've unlocked how to actually get him uncomfortable. I think Patrick Mahomes does better in pressure
0: because yeah. he's very,
1: he can very easily, quickly diagnose open spots in the defense. When you drop guys back, he has a much harder time. Isn't that weird? I, I didn't even realize that. I looked at it, and it turns out there are three losses against teams uh, this season were against defenses which blitz less than 20% of the time. How yeah, that's, is that? That's
0: not, that is weird. So I guess he does yeah. love to ramble around and and do and create magic and stuff that's his game, yeah yeah
1: so, that's his thing, yeah. and then he's really let's not take anything away from Patrick Mahomes, right I mean, I think no. its that he he sees an opening he knows how to take advantage of it oh but sure. it's much easier to take it take take advantage of openings in the middle of the field when people are blitzing when you're bringing extra defenders in than when they're all stay back in coverage, and he's having yeah. trouble he's having trouble with that so. I think the Jaguars can can learn from that. That'd be really interesting to me. And of course, Colts and Raiders for the real reason is that oh, obviously, you know, I just want to see what the Colts do and Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, um, maybe not injured anymore. Who knows? But the the Ra- Las Vegas Raiders. You know that five of the six losses they had this season were by one score or less. I mean, that, that's it's like you know, it's just like they're right there, but they just can't quite turn the corner. I think the Raiders are better than we think they are. And I think that uh, – and I'm interested to see what happens when they play against Jeff Saturday and the
0: Colts this weekend. Especially when Jeff Saturday tweeted like a week or two ago that the Raiders are horrible. Yeah. And now his <laughs> first game with NFL coaches against the Raiders. Good so we'll point. Yeah. Are.
1: I it's love that. I mean, that's that's uh, that's the definition of bulletin board material, isn't it? I mean, that's <laughs> like – Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So any, anyway, those are great games. I think uh, lots of good ones up on, on tap on week 10 here. Uh, I think it'll be really fun. And of course, like you mentioned, the Munich game, I think that's going to be really fun too. Uh, and, and do you, that's sold out in minutes. Apparently that game sold out in minutes. So there are some legs to this idea that um, folks around Europe are really in on this, are really in yeah. on, on NFL football. And that's, that's a good thing. I think, I think that'd be really fun. So I agree. And we'll get that to, the, to that in a second because we're going to turn pivot here and we're going to talk about some of the teams that are not doing so well here and, and kind of where they might be heading. And those two teams we already talked about a little bit, one of the Packers and one of the Buccaneers. And and you right. actually already mentioned the Packers a little bit because you said, well, you know, they've, already, they've always had the Cowboys number. Cowboys defense, though, looks pretty darn good. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a tough one. And the spread on that game, only minus four, only minus four in favor of Dallas. And right. most of that is – you know, it's actually surprising. I thought it would be a bigger spread. Um, yeah, but only minus four. Now they're playing in Lambeau, so it's a home game for the Packers, so the minus four may make a little more sense because they're playing in Packer land. Well, what do you think about the Packers here? Outlook and predictions going forward, do you think they they going kind to of turn things around, or is this basically what they are?
0: I think this is basically what they are. I don't think, I think they'll win a few more games, but I don't, Look for them to make the postseason, um, right. but we also can't count Aaron Rodgers. He's like a Tom Brady Jr. You know, you think that you count yeah. him out. and then you, you blink of an eye, he's right back in the in the mix. So, um, but as of right now, yeah, I just don't see them making it that far. I mean, their team is injury injury ridden. Like David Bakhtiari, his knee is shot pretty much. Yeah, Christian Watson hamstring comes back, concussion comes back, concussion again. Yeah. Aaron right. Stokes, on the defensive side of the ball, is gone. Rashawn Gary is gone. You know, um, Sammy Watkins is not Sammy Watkins. Randall Cobb is gone. So, like, he's really literally battling by himself. Yeah, uh, Romeo Dobbs also out this week. So yeah, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, A.J. Dillon is not A.J. Dillon anymore right now. Yeah, what a so, mess. You know, him and uh, Aaron Jones, I think he's a little bit banged up, too. So, it's really just um, – Aaron Rodgers. And like said, <laughs> Which used to be deep. enough, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it used to be enough, but not anymore. So, I, no. like I said, they will win a few more games here and there, but I think like, their chance of postseason dreams are done.
1: Yeah, and they, they face, uh, on the upcoming schedule, the Cowboys this weekend. After that, the Titans, Eagles, Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, and Lions. Quite frankly, um, I think that, at best, they beat the Titans, the Bears, yeah. Maybe the yeah. Rams and the Lions. That would leave yeah. them at about seven and ten. That that doesn't get anywhere near catching up to where the Vikings are at this point. Sure. Even if the Vikings lose a bunch of games, they've already got the seven wins. So no. I don't think they're going anywhere. But the NFC, not so great on the wild card. It's possible I mean it would be shocking, but it is possible for them to sneak into a wild card game if everybody else just sucks really, really badly. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, it's funny. If you look at the Packers, they had three wins this season and they, their wins were against the Bears, the Buccaneers and the and the Patriots. And I thought the Buccaneers win was impressive at the time, but not win. anymore, not anymore. Yeah. And the only game they won by multiple scores, by more than one score was against the Bears. And that's not really <laughs> a big accomplishment well, in my, in my opinion, you know? Exactly. Um, so Packers, I don't think there's much to look forward to. Let's turn to the Buccaneers here, though. They're 4-5 and five right now, and they're facing the Seahawks, Browns, Saints, 49ers, Bengals, Panthers, Cardinals, and Falcons coming up. What do you think about the Buccaneers? Are they going to turn it around? I mean, they did manage to win one last week, uh, at the last second. And um, is this going to trigger them to get forward and, and make that playoffs, or do you think this is done for the Buccaneers, too?
0: I think they're going to make a run. I mean, their division's kind of weak. Yeah, I know the Panthers have beaten everybody in that division already, but that doesn't mean anything right now. The Panthers have what three wins now or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> right. But Tom Brady, I think all they literally needed was that win last week to get the to get the train start rolling again. I mean, it's Tom Brady. They pretty much have the same team as they did last year. Um, guys are getting a little bit healthier. Julio Jones is looking a little bit better um, than they, since signing with them. So I do think. I mean, it's Tom Brady. You know, I mean, you can never ever count on Tom Brady unless he's two and eight or something like that. But four and right. five, right in the mix, they got that win, looking like vintage Tom. I think this this sparks the, the comeback for Tampa Bay. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the the thing, the big deal here is that they're in a really weak division. I mean, the NFC yeah. South is an absolute disaster. They're at they're currently at the top of the NFC South at four and five. Right. Um, Falcons <laughs> at four and six uh, Saints at three and six the Panthers at three and seven I mean come on you know I mean yeah. it's it's really really bad they don't have to do much and if you look at and you're right their schedule not looking that tough I mean the Seahawks have proven to be better than we thought they were uh, the Browns yeah. Saints are terrible 49ers are, are, are pretty good Bengals are up and down it's really really inconsistent then there's yeah. Panthers Cardinals Falcons I'm not really scared about any of those teams. Quite frankly, they could win about five of those, and uh, that's good enough for nine and eight. That will definitely take the NFC South. Um, yeah. I, I don't see any other team challenging them for that. So he might just be lucky this year, right. you know, it being in NFC South. Because quite frankly, you dump them in NFC North or the NFC East, and they're toast, right? Because the yeah. Vikings are so far ahead, and of course, the Eagles are undefeated, uh, and they get the Cowboys and Giants with six wins already um you know quite frankly it's funny because you dropped commanders into nfc south and you guys will be winning that division <laughs> so,
0: yeah
1: it is weird <laughs> such a weird that's a weird game you know but that being said i, I agree with you i think the buccaneers will probably turn it around as much as we uh as much as i dislike tom brady um you yes. know obviously he's taking a big a bit of a hit this year with uh giselle moving on i don't know if you saw this in the news but you know that he's building this ridiculously gigantic uh house on the on the water in Florida and Miami, it's like yes. gigantic. And you know what happened? Giselle bought a house across the bay from him, like yeah. literally across the bay.
0: Yeah, I'm like,
1: <laughs> I'm like, it. what is up? What is up, um, man? I guess for the kid, who knows? I guess. I guess they could just paddle right over. <laughs> yeah, it's I, really easy. I don't know.
0: Be nosy. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I guess they could easily <laughs> spy on each other at that point, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, she spent $11.5 <laughs> $11. million on that house. Must. I'm like, holy crap, dude. <laughs> Must be
0: nice.
1: Must be nice. Exactly. Must be nice. All right, let's get to the uh, let's get to some fantasy football, shall we? Because there is a couple of things I want to talk about here, which I think will be very interesting, and that's some last minute fantasy football advice. Let me get your thoughts on some of this stuff because I think there's a few things here that are happening that are developing. Number one is Josh Allen. So obviously yeah. he's he's not only day to day, he's hour to hour, is what we've yeah. now heard. Yeah. I mean, whew. <laughs> you know, quite frankly, you know, and I'm thinking about this just kind of spitball in here but if you were running the bills wouldn't you just sit josh allen this week you know i mean yeah. i understand that the vikings are seven and one and you'd like to beat them but they're an nfc team um you you're six and two i understand the jets and dolphins are sniffing at your heels but you're better than them we know that i mean i know you exactly. they lost to the jets but we know they're better than them when they're full strength and, and josh allen goes down and that's the end of the bills in my opinion so, i mean what do you think
0: i i agree um I think they said this is the first time since 2017 or 18 the Bills are being led uh, with a different with a quarterback that's not Josh Allen, which is incredible. Nice. That's four seasons with Josh Allen, so yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I think if Josh can't go, this this Bills team is going to look completely different, um, all in all aspects. So it, this is this is going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, and I think for for fantasy football purposes, if you have Josh Allen. I don't hate Case Keenum, honestly, because he has so many weapons around him, and he does, he's, he's a good short yardage passer, which I uh-huh. think that, you know, Stephon Diggs can take advantage of. I think that, obviously, that's what Ed Singletary can do as well. I mean, there's a lot of options there for him um, to – and he's going to be – and he has a hashtag revenge narrative because he's going to play his whole <laughs> team, the Vikings. Uh, so I don't hate that. You know, I don't, I don't hate picking up Case Keenum as kind of your backup for fantasy football – if uh, Josh Allen is out. And I also don't hate somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's actually been right. pretty standard, you know, not bad, but better than anybody thinks he's been, actually, right. um, for those San Francisco 49ers. So what do you think about that? How do you feel about Case Keenum and, and Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of a replacement for Josh Allen? I mean, not, not permanently, but for Week 10. Oh,
0: definitely for Week 10, do it. Uh, 49ers play uh, the Chargers, which that should be a heck of a game Sunday night. Chargers are yeah. so they have some of the injuries on their, on their squad, too. So they're always a Super Bowl favorite by, by, like, week one. And then by, like, week four, it's like, never mind. So, right, um, right. Jimmy G has weapons now, too, with Christian McCaffrey. And Brandon Ayukas is coming alive now. Um, Greg, George Kittle still there. So I, I like them for fantasy replacements for Josh Allen. It's not, a, it's not a bad idea. Case Keenum, I can vouch for him, too. He played with Washington for a season. Um, he had some nice hookups with Tim McClure and he was a great substitute. And we had a quarterback controversy going on over there. So yep. those are good things for Josh Allen. And I do agree. If you're the Bills, just go ahead and bench Josh Allen. He has the Vikings, the other seven and one, but that doesn't really hurt your, your division standings or anything right. like that. So I think you're going to be there in the post-season. You're going to want Josh Allen there in the post-season. Just go ahead and let the man sit this game and come back next week.
1: I agree. I agree. And And, and just looking forward in their schedule – they play the Browns on, the 20, on November 20th, and they have a very quick turnaround because they play the Lions on Thanksgiving four days later. So you, you don't want to have Josh Allen not 100% because he to no. got to play back-to-back games there. And those are absolutely winnable games for them that, that shouldn't put too much stress on him. Um, yes. So, yeah, you know, get, let them get better and see what happens. And, uh, and honestly, I, I love the fact you pointed out the Chargers because the Chargers, believe it or not, have allowed the second most points to opposing teams in the AFC. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that 206 points allowed uh, in um, allowed against opponents and uh, only 184 four, so they're at, operating at a minus 22, and that's actually the most points allowed in the uh, second most points allowed in the AFC. So, look at that big opportunity here for the San Francisco Forty Nineers um, yep. in terms of scoring. So the other things I was thinking about talking about the Chargers: Keenan Allen,
0: Mike Williams again uh, out. So. Yeah. And Keenan's on my fantasy squad. He's killing me. He's killing me. (laughs) I I know. I know it.
1: I know it. Because we all expected big things out of both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and they have not uh, been able to stay on the field for any extended amount of time.
0: And it's kind of upsetting because all, like, offseason and everything, we were like, oh, my gosh, the Broncos with Russell Wilson, dangerous. Raiders, Devontae. Adams and Derek Carr, old-school friends, dangerous, Chargers, right. J.C. Jackson, everybody did it up, Michael, dangerous. And it's like, and then the Chiefs, it's like, nah, now it's just like, all right, well, it's like it's just the Chiefs again so far. So, <laughs> I <you> know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, same old, so same hard. old. <laughs> it's just same old, same old. So, yeah, we're gonna season. <laughs>
1: That being said, for fantasy football, I love Joshua Palmer. I mean, he had 10 targets yes. last week with those guys out, yes. eight receptions, 106 yards. And I like mm-hmm. DeAndre Carter as well. Six yeah. targets, five receptions, 53 yards there. Not a nice one. And even Gerald Everett, eight targets, five receptions, 36 yards. I mean, they, he's got to throw it to somebody, right? Exactly. And uh, I love it. Palmer, Carter, Everett, all of them just really getting some a nice fantasy bump. Uh, with yep. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams out. So I, I love both of those and DeAndre Carter widely available in fantasy football leagues. Josh Palmer probably picked up in, your, in everyone's league at, at this point, but go check out DeAndre Carter. I think he's floating around out there. Uh, one more for you here, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he's coming back. Malik Willis didn't look great in his starts. Honestly, to me, um, he just he basically leaned on King Henry, and, and that worked. For to you know, in, and I'm using that air quotes here. That worked. But uh, Ryan Tannehill coming back, does this mean that Robert Woods is going to be relevant again, or is Robert Woods completely just last year's news (laughs) at this
0: point? I think, think, honestly, I think any receiver on the Titans is last year's news. I mean, you have King Henry, and they just give him the ball, and he just pounds the rock. I mean, he takes over the offense. Ryan Tannehill uses him for great play action, but he also throws costly picks. Yes. Uh, runs for his life, and he's already coming out saying that something needs to change because he doesn't want to do that rest of his life. Well, uh, bro, that's <laughs> you better get ready <laughs> for that because that's not what you're known for. your that, that is your career path, uh, my friend? Hello, <laughs> so um, but yeah, I just uh, I don't know. It's just it's just odd to me that um, any wide receiver that goes to Titans like they had AJ Brown. I mean, he was yeah. good there, but like he really wasn't. Used, I think, to his advantage, Now that's what he does when he has a quarterback who uses who goes vertical. AJ Brown yeah. looks like one of the best receivers in the league. Um, Absolutely, Julio Jones was there for a while. Same thing; he was, you know, up and down, but not really. Just it's just I think they're a run-based offense only. Now they have Traylon Burks, but he was injured a little bit. But he's bad injured. Yep. He's supposed to be replacing AJ Brown, and he's not. Robert Woods was supposed to be a nice pickup for him, but he's not. Yeah they have King Henry. So it's just, I just think that any receiver that's in Tennessee, they're not going to get that much love because of King Henry and the way that the offense is built around. King right. Henry.
1: Totally agree. I mean, I would rather have Dontrell Harris uh, as, as, and play him as I, in my flex as a backup uh, running back, than play any of the wide receivers uh, yes. in the Titans at this point, because of the fact that they just don't, they just don't target them even with Ryan Tannehill back. And for good reason, because they win I mean, without them and you
0: know, it's, it's a winning formula for them. Wasn't that the last game? Like they a wide receiver didn't have a catch until the fourth quarter or something like that. Yeah. Is that so I mean, there's is, your answer right there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it is. Um, it's funny because their their um, their leading receiver last week against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs do not have a really good secondary, by the way. Um, oh. Was um, was a Conquo and, and he had one catch for 48 yards. Uh, Malik <laughs> Willis had five of sixteen for 80 yards passing. I mean, that is. That is ridiculously low, and the game was was only a twenty to seventeen in overtime. They went to yes. overtime. We only threw eighty yes. yards. Yes. It's <laughs> I mean so that's crazy. Patrick Mahomes threw for four hundred and forty six yards. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. absolutely crazy. If you look at that, and uh, you know, it's it's just. But I think part of that also is Malik Willis. I, I just don't think he's ready for prime time yet. I, I think he's going to be good. I think he needs more seasoning, um, and obviously it's not going to work if you just kind of end up just feeding Derrick Henry the ball. 17, 17 carries, 115 yards. Um, Dontrell Hilliard at three carries at 12 yards. He didn't get a whole lot more, but Malik Willis did more uh, damage on, with his feet, eight carries for 40 yards. So that looked a little bit like the Ravens from like five years ago when, um, when Lamar Jackson just first subbed in. You know, he was just like, run, 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 run. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see what happens, but I agree with you. Robert Woods, bench him. Don't bother. No pass catcher should be played in fantasy football. And that brings us to the end of our show. Let's hit the air quiet. horn right there. So, a, early. so tell me, <laughs> what do you think here uh, in terms of uh, next week? Um, what do you think is going to, is, is going to be the big shakeup uh, loss of the season next week? Because this, this, we've had one big surprise every weekend so far. And I want to I hit that with you. Do you think there's going to be one
0: more big surprise for us in week 10? I think there's going to be two. I think it's going to be the Packers over the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. And I do believe the commanders are going to shock the world. Whoa. When, when they <laughs> and upset the Eagles in Philly on Monday night football. I just think all the <laughs> right? I just think, uh, all the distractions in Commander Land, Dan Snyder's on the team, being sued by this and that. You know, Chase Young, is he gonna play or is he is he not gonna play? Wrong, you know, uh-huh. all this stuff is just a dark cloud and I think we're just gonna put that aside, come out and play for the fans and for each other and shock the world and beat the Eagles on Monday. I love it.
1: I love it. So I, I so this is I'm I sure I'm gonna say this. I really hope this happens. <laughs> I hope your yeah. prediction happens here. Uh, I'm not going to put any money on it, but no, I really no. will be rooting for you <laughs> the whole way. All right. Why don't, you give us your, uh, why don't you give us your social media so people can follow you?
0: Uh, at TrevHTTC on Twitter, Instagram, Trev underscore stores. Uh, we also have um, I'm on the the District podcast with Nathan and the Stoner. Uh, full press commanders over there with George Carmi and right here mm-hmm. uh, with George True and Hakun Wong of Paul Garbage Yes, time. Uh So we're everywhere, and I'm also at Skybar in Lexington. Come down if you're yes. in Virginia, Lexington, Virginia. Come down. Definitely. The reason why we have to reschedule podcast is my schedule's still so crazy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <let's laughs> it's a good it thing.
1: That's a good thing. I love it. I love it, and I definitely check that out. I mean, Skybar Bar is rocking all the time now. I mean, you're, yes. you're, let's let's face it. It's so rocking that they need you in there even more. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening, right? It's made, that's yep, what's happening. Exactly right. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at FB Garbage time or on Facebook at the football garbage time page. As usual, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week.